Good morning. Welcome this morning. Let's stand and sing together today.
thankful you're not alone this morning. Amen. I want to give you a word of encouragement this morning. It's simple, but it's so meaningful, and it was so meaningful to me this week. You know, we're in this time of uncertainty and so many questions about what's going to happen and what's to come. I found myself in a really hard week this week, and many of you may have found yourself that way this week, this month, the last few months. And, you know, God gives us so many promises in his word, and I want to remind you of one simple one. And this song reminded me that sometimes we just need a reminder. It's just a simple reminder. The word says, but seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. The Gentiles were questioning, where am I going to eat? Where is this food going to come from? Where is this going to come from? Where is this going to come from? And sometimes we find ourselves asking those same kind of questions. Maybe it's, where's my next paycheck going to come from? Where's my healing going to come from? When is the school going to open? Is it going to close again? All of those questions that we find ourselves asking. But the Lord says, seek you first, the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. And sometimes we just have to be reminded. You know, Paul and Silas may have wondered, how long are we going to be in prison? But God said, just seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added to you. And then guess what started happening? The ground shook, and the prison walls fell down. All they had to do was seek ye first the kingdom of God. And you know what? I forget about that all the time. Every day I find myself panicked. I find myself in chaos. But if I would just remember all the things God has brought me through and just calm down and seek ye first the kingdom of God, all these things would be brought to me. God would provide to me everything that I need and so much more. So as we go into this time of worship, I encourage you, just seek him first. Seek him right now in this time of worship. Remember to seek him in the rest of your week and all the times of uncertainty and all the things we're wondering, where are all these things going to come from? It doesn't matter how we figure it out because God's got it all figured out. So let's seek him this morning and give him all of our praise and our worship. Whoa. 
good. He's so good. You guys stay with me for just a second. I'm going to put the slide lady on the spot. Would you put the bridge back up here for me real quick? I am blessed. These words just kept resounding. I just, it says, you are blessed. We are blessed. We are healed. We're made whole. Go to the next slide. We are saved. In Jesus' name, we are saved. Highly favored and anointed. Filled with your power for the glory of Jesus' name. I want you guys to sing that again. If that's your, you know, we've got just a few moments, church, just to, just to give our all into worship. Just to give our all, just to say, you know what, I don't care what's going on outside. I don't care what I'm dealing with. I don't care about the masks. I don't care about COVID-19. I don't care about what's going on in our schools. Right now, all I care about is where my heart is with Jesus. Where are you at this morning? Where is your heart this morning? Sing that again. I am blessed, I am called, I am healed, I am whole, I am saved in Jesus' name. I favored, anointed, filled with your power for the glory of the street we come from our homes and from a busy life God and sometimes we get wrapped up in that God we get wrapped up and consumed with what's going on outside that we don't know what's going on inside anymore God I thank you for your spirit I thank you for your presence we love you so much and we praise you in Jesus name amen before I get started I want to have the media show show up video. We've got Pastor TJ. He wanted to share a word this morning.
Hey Cornerstone family, Pastor TJ here. Just wanted to say hey, hope you're doing well and hope that you're having a great week. Just want to tell you that God is moving and he's doing great things behind the scenes. We can build your prayers because God is orchestrating our steps. He's moved some big mountains for us this week. We pray and we ask that you continue to pray for us as we are getting things in order. He's lining things up to get us there. Um, we're excited about what's to come. I want to give you a little bit of a word of encouragement. Romans 15, 13 says this. is says, I pray uh, that God, the source of hope, uh, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Just like God has done great things in our lives, uh, through even this week we've saw him move. We've trusted in him, but he's given us peace and he's given us joy and he is orchestrating our steps. The next part of that verse says, then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. I don't know about you and I don't know what you may be going through, but I wanna encourage you to walk in confident hope that only the Holy Spirit can give you when you trust in the Lord. I promise if it's starting school, whatever that looks like, you know, for teachers going back to school or people going back to work or students going back to school, I wanna tell you whatever your situation is, walk in confident hope because God has got your back. We are excited to be with you guys and we can't wait to get there and, and be with you. God bless you guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can you hear me now? Huh? <laughs> well, I don't know about you, but I am really hot up here. Is it loud out there to you guys? Huh? Um, but let me, let me just say how excited I am. I am so excited. We can turn this down. I'm hearing myself, and it's, it's like really freaking me out. Um, <clears throat> I'm so excited. I think we're in a place, church. I think we're in such an exciting place. God has just begun to set things in order set things in, in, a, in a path that has just been amazing. And if you don't see that, we're going to have to check your heart. <laughs> God has put things in place so perfectly. It's anything but him. It's everything, but it's everything. It's him. God is moving. Um, <clears throat> I'm excited. You know, I have been a, a nervous, excited wreck to get up here ever since Brother David and I talked about speaking. Um, I am probably worse, I'm just as bad as Aaron when we go here, there, and everywhere, so I have notes, so I may be doing a lot of looking down, but I tell you, I'm just excited what God's doing. I'm excited what God's doing in our church, in my life. This message this morning, guys, I'm telling you, honestly, I'm thankful for you, that you're here, but really, this is what God has been speaking to me. This is message that I have been like, I don't want to do, no, 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 that's, that's, that's personal. That's personal, God. I don't want to share that. That's personal. But he's like, you know what? You're going to do what I say or I'm going to mess you up. So <clears throat> this message right here, I'm thankful you're here because this message is for me. And I hope and pray that it speaks to somebody else like it did to me. Um, <clears throat> but it is one that has been on my heart. It's one that uh, I have been passionate about and I've also been trying to avoid. <laughs> but uh, I always like to tell stories. I always like to, uh, to share, so I'm going to share one. Don't judge me on this one because it's just such a good one. But uh, um, 
I used to be, I used to love sports. I, I don't so much love them anymore. And as this COVID has been moving through, you know, the only thing we find on television is curling. Um, I did catch a rerun of the World Series of Poker. Don't judge me. It's really funny sometimes to watch that. Uh, but then it got me thinking, and I don't know if this was the Lord. I'm not going to say it was the Lord putting this in my mind, but it was me. Um, years ago, I used to love to play. Matter of fact, Brittany bought me this kit for Christmas one time. It was, one of, it was a Texas Hold'em kit. Had the nice big green, you know, the, the felt that you lay across the table. Had the different colored chips. Oh, I was, I was in it. I was in it. The cards. I told her to get me a hat, but she wouldn't. Um, but, you know, so I play, I used to love to play. We used to actually get together uh, with some friends, and uh, we'd get bags of potato chips. We'd have, like, barbecue and sour, and we just put those chips. That was our prize. That was our money, eating, of course. Um, but so we'd, we'd sit those together, you know, and, and I always loved to do that. Well, then, you know, you, you, of course, have seen the movies like Maverick and Tombstone, and you're like, oh, that's awesome. I want to do that. So a, a few years ago, it's been quite some time, um, Brittany worked for Crane Credit Union, and they were so awesome about taking care of their, of their, of their workers. And one time we had the opportunity to go to French Lick, and this was early on, maybe two years into the casino. I'd never been to one. I'd seen one, and it looked really cool on Maverick. You know, you get dressed in, in, in on, and on two, in all these movies. I was like, oh, I got to do it. So I'm excited. So, so we're down there, and we're staying, and and uh, I'm so excited to go check this out. Never been to a casino, never saw one before in my life, but there was one in French Lick, and I'm going to go because they, they're paying for us to do it. So I get down there, and I'm, I'm expectation is so high. Man, I'm going to go in there like Doc Holliday. Walk in there, sit down at the table with my cards in hand, and I'm just going to stare at the person over there and be like, yeah, <laughs> I got you. I see your tails. I can see your tails. I know it. So I was excited. Well, I'm going to go in here, and this is just going to be so much fun. stupid computers. I walk in all excited, and there's no cards. It's all computerized. I was so disappointed, so disappointed. But I, I just love that game. I used to love it. I used to love to pretend and just enjoy those moments. And, you know, and I think about that, and God just began to reveal to me and just begin to speak to my heart and begin to say, you know, this is where we should be. Because what's the whole point of it? Kenny Rogers sung it. You got to know when to hold them. I love that song. The Gambler. Know when to fold them. But where are we at? You know, you think about that, and we can apply that to our lives. It's amazing. Anything applies to our lives. Even a sinful thing as gambling can apply to our lives. See, are you all in this morning is my question to you. Are we all in? Or are we holding things back? We're saying, God, I want to serve you. But listen, my family's my family. Listen, my friends are my friends. My, my, my habit is my habit. I'll come to you, God, on Sunday morning and on Wednesday, and I'll serve you, but, you know, hey, I got to do my thing throughout the week. I got to go live a life that's probably not to the high standard that you're expecting me to live at, but I'll come to you on Sunday morning ready to serve. I'll come to you on Sunday morning and on Wednesdays, and, oh, I'm going to be so holy. Oh, I'm going to be spiritual. I was talking to Brother TJ, and I was here, and I, you know, I, I don't know if you know this or not, but I like to joke. They're going to be limited this time because this is personal. This is a personal message. But I was talking to Pastor TJ, and I said, you know, I said, hey, I just want to call and let you know some things. I said, uh, um, he said, he asked me where I was. I said, well, I'm actually at the church right now working on a message. I said, Pastor TJ, I'm spiritual. 
you know, I'm here at the church working on my message. Uh, just so spiritual. And he's like, oh, man, you were, you were something else. You were just so holy. And I was like, I know. That was a total sarcastic thing, though. We was joking about it. And I just think, you know, where do we get at in our lives when we decide to go all in? And so I've got a few things in, the, in Scripture. In Acts chapter 5, uh, verse 1 through 11, and just a little uh, post story on this. So this is the story of Ananias and Sapphira. <clears throat> and at this time, um, at this time, the, the, the apostles, they were, they were going all in for God. They were putting everything they had, everything that they owned was going all in. Everything that they had, their possessions, was going all to God. 100%. They weren't looking back. They were going in. What's crazy about this story, and we will not get into it, is that God didn't even want it. What they were doing, God didn't even want. I encourage you to look into it because it's absolutely amazing. It's another message all on its own, so I'm not going to go there. But it's amazing that the situation at hand where the apostles were at this moment in their lives, God didn't want it. Because it was, it was forming one, one, form of found, one, one form of government. It was, it was communism. It's amazing. It's an amazing story, but we're not going to go there. I just want to encourage you to look at it. You want some time to read in the Bible and you don't know what to read? Go look at this. Study this. It's absolutely amazing. But in Acts chapter 5, verse 1 through 11, it says, Now a man named Ananias, together with his wife Sapphira, also sold a piece of property. And with his wife's full knowledge, he kept back part of the money for himself. But brought the rest and put it at the apostles' feet. Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit and have kept for yourself something, some of the money you received for that land? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money you, at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? You have not lied just to human beings, but to God. When Ananias heard this, he fell down and died. And great fear seized all who heard what had happened. And then some young men came forward, wrapped his body, and carried him out and buried him. And about three hours later, his wife came in. Not knowing of what happened. That's a scheme right there. You see how that works? You know, she had no idea what happened with Ananias. But they come in with the story. They come in the same thing. Oh, we're going to take care of this. And they said, Peter asked, tell me, is, is this the price you and Ananias got for that land? She, mm-hmm, she said, yes, it was. Mm-hmm, yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah, that's the price. <laughs> Peter said to her, then how could you conspire to test the spirit of the Lord? Listen, the feet of the men who buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out also. And at that very moment, she fell down at his feet and died. Then the young men came in, and finding her dead, carried her out and buried her beside her husband. And great fear seized the whole church and all who had heard about these events. We are going to have a huge offering after church. I'm joking. This is not, but it's absolutely amazing at this, at this story. You know, see, because Ananias and Sapphira, the thing about them is they were in. I believe in their hearts they were in. They were in. But the problem was they weren't all in. They were holding something back. They were holding on to just a little bit of things, a little bit of stuff. You know, they were, they, they were kind of just allowing God to, to, to that moment where they said, you know, hey, we're, we're, we're going to go in, but I don't know if, if we're going to go all in. And just like that. You know, so it's absolutely amazing that, that situation. Um, 
And again, I think, I think that's a great example of us as Christians. See, with Ananias and Sapphira, their sense of fear, that sense of fear outweighed their faith at that moment. Where do we get spiritually? You know, I, 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 I get wrapped up a lot of times, and this is so personal because this is me. Um, and we're, I'm not going to, because I'm going to skip over things, so I'm not going to share a lot. But the thing, where are you spiritually? Are you all in this morning? Are you? Are you really all in? Are you sold out for Christ? Have you said, I'm going to make a commitment? I think right now in this time we're in, what better time? What better moment than to say, you know what, I'm going to put off all those little things that I was letting me hold me back, and I'm going to go all in for Jesus. I'm going to go all in because he was all in. You know, sometimes we, we, uh, we let even the things of our lives get in the way. We let things that are going on in our lives kind of hold us back. Our jobs, oh, I'm just so busy. I've got to work 60, 70, 80 hours a week. Um, I just don't have time. Uh, I've got to work. I've got to work. You know, I've got to thank you for my job, but I've got to work. You know, our, our, our finances, you know, that's huge. Our fi- we let our finances get in the way. Well, how about, how about 9% this week because the, the water bills do, the electrical bills do. Let's do 9%. Or maybe it's maybe it's uh, maybe it's other things. Maybe it's your maybe it's your friends, the people who you hang out with. You know, it it always seems to amaze me that as Christians, uh, we still struggle with the things of the world, with our habits. Um, and I don't know. I mean, you know, I I am constantly asking for forgiveness daily. But I think, man, we 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 allow these these habits that we that we've created over our lives to continue to happen. Because we're not all in for Jesus. We're not saying, I want to give up everything for you. See, I think if we got to that mindset, we'd see a whole different service. We'd see a whole different church. When we walk in those doors, we know that, hey, we've got 15 minutes. Mike is going to sing four songs. I'm going to get into a moment of worship and praise to God that's so strong. I don't care what anybody thinks. I don't care what they're saying. I don't care what they're doing. I'm going to do me, and I'm going to worship my God. See, if we get to a mindset that God and that we are all in for him, those things are gone. I think that it's such an amazing opportunity that we get to come in here each and every morning. Sunday morning, we get to come in and we get to go, you know what? For this moment, Lord, it's all about you. It's all about you. It's not, okay, you got... uh, to go there. They don't have any outdoor seating. Uh, gotta wear my mask there. You know, we, we get so wrapped up in the things of this world. Turn it off. Hit your power button. Because last time I checked, there's only one God. There's only one King. There's only one Lord. And He's got His hand upon us. We have to be able and be ready to worship Him, to give our all not just our sum, not just a little bit, not be allowing that, 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 that fear to overcome our faith. You know, the, the, the truth about it is there, there, there's so many things that can get in the way, that can get in the way and that can hinder our relationship with him. Even the, the, the hard truth, the big things, you know, like just a fall away of God, just simply falling away. How many of us know someone? And this is where it gets personal for me. I may cry a little bit. Don't judge. But, um, you know, how many of us know somebody who is on fire for God? Absolutely on fire for God. Like just their presence just spoke to your heart. And just you could just feel that they were so on fire. But now they're just kind of letting that fire die down. And it's just going out. 
because they've allowed things to, to, to get in the way of their all in. It was very difficult. I mean, I looked, I just happened to look up at the screen. I saw that. And, you know, the thing about it is, I was like, man, do I really want to preach this? I mean, we got it on our walls. We did a whole week, I think a week or two of, of videos. But I thought, man, but I think we just need to revisit that. This is something we can revisit each and every day is, is just are we all in? You know, how many of us, again, you know, the, the, there's the big things about, about falling away and, and that fire kind of burning out. Well, what about the things that, that really I question and it hurts and it just breaks my heart to think of, but those people who have made the intentional decision, they have made an intentional choice to say, I'm no, I'm no longer going to follow God. I'm just not. I'm gonna, no longer follow God. And you can get into the mindset of, oh, well, maybe it's just that they were never there to begin with. Oh, well, maybe they just never really had a relationship. Maybe it was just all fake. Maybe they were playing church. Maybe they were just coming in, sitting in the pew, warming it up, and just leaving. But they never really had that relationship. And, you know, us as Christians who are on fire and just love the Lord, with all, it's, it's hard to think about just going, eh, I'm done. Thanks, I'm done. You know, I, I, it just, it's, it's, it's difficult. You know, we serve a forgiving God, a loving God, a God who, when we make that decision to come back to him, isn't looking down from heaven with a judgmental face. He's not looking going, well, it's about time. About time you came back or, or well, it's too late, sorry. Sorry about you. And I think the devil knows how to attack us at times when we start to fall away or we just pull ourselves away from the church or we pull away our relationship away. The devil knows, oh, well, you know what God thinks about that? Mm, mm. Like, mm, nuh-uh. He's going to say, what are you doing back? I don't want you back. No. That's the amazing thing about our God. He's a forgiving God. And he's saying, I'm so happy to see you. I'm so happy to see you. Welcome home. I've missed you. Welcome home. See, we've got to understand that we don't have a God who's, who's, who's simply looking at us with, with negative eyes. He's our encourager. He's our encourager. He's the one that lifts us up, brings us back. And he's standing there with open arms. See, we've got to understand that. Are you all in this morning? Where are you at this morning? You know, the thing about being all in, the spiritual growth, you know, it, it's, it's, it's so much like, like uh, you know, you take those steps. There's always steps with everything, with our relationship, with our walk. And as I was writing this, uh, I apologize. 90s music was coming back to my head, but I was thinking of steps and how you take two steps forward and take three steps back. I just, I just, I just went to and I music, Mariah Carey coming to my head, and I was like, oh, my goodness, stop that. You don't need to be, no. But, you know, that's, that's our relationship with Jesus <laughs> is we take those two steps forward, and then something happens, and we take three steps back. And, you know, we get so wrapped up in those moments, and we think, oh, God, I, I'm not worthy. I can't do it. I'm not going to be able to follow you anymore. I'm done. And the devil knows he knows how to grab a hold. He knows how to hold us back. But God's standing there with his arms wide open. I think we just need that reassurance and that reaffirmation and that understanding that God is never, ever there with closed doors. He's never there standing, nope, I don't want you back. Sorry about your luck. You're gone. You're done. Go out somewhere else. Find something else. You're done. Now he's saying, come home. Come home. I'm so happy you're here. So the question is, is you know, are, are we moving forward spiritually? 
Are we moving forward spiritually or, or are we stagnant? Are we moving backwards? Maybe we've had feelings that God is so disappointed. Oh, well, I, I, just, I just can't believe God's going to forgive me for this. God, we're, God, that God is so disappointed that you, he, he's, coming, he's, he's responding to you with, you did that again? You're still struggling with that? I thought we were past this. You know, the cool thing about Jesus, and that you'll see over and over again, the thing about Jesus is he's saying, no, he's the ultimate encourager. He's always cheering people on. He's saying, get back up. Nope, don't, don't you dare get down today. Get back up. Don't you dare get sad. Get happy. Get back up. Let's try it again. I believe in you. He's, he's, he's our encourager, church. He's, he's the one that's there. We, we allow so many negative things get us down and get us into a place of struggle. He is there waiting. He's there with his arms wide open waiting on us, saying, I believe in you. You know, it's so amazing when you look through Scripture and you see the same things that we're going through. People in the, you know, people in the, in the Bible, and, and they experience the same things that we go through. You know, I, I, look at, I look at the Bible and I think, you know, there's those struggles. There's, there's people who went through horrible, horrible things. But then there's those achievers. There's those all-inners. Those are the ones that, that were all in. You know, Abraham. Abraham left his family and friends to respond to the call of God to go on to the new land because he was all in. We know the story of a, of a, of a person named Noah who was all in. God said, build a boat. So he did. No, I'm not thinking of Evan Almighty right now in my head. Don't judge me. But I am. <laughs> he was all in. Noah was all in. He said, I don't care about the ridicule, about people saying things to me. I'm all in for Jesus. You want me to build it? I will build it. You think about that. Man, that's a, that's a tough job. That's a tough job. There was a 45,000 animals in that thing. That was tough. Who you think took care of them animals? You've been to the zoo and they're cleaning the cages? Not pleasant. There was 45,000 of them in that boat that, that Moses was taking care of. Noah, there we go. I knew I was going to do that. I knew it. But Noah had to take care of all them. Oh, I'm not, but he was all in. My point is Noah was all in. He was sold out for Christ. Esther, she risked her entire life just to approach the king. She risked her life because she was all in. This next one, I, I can remember being new in the church, and I, joined, I started going to church when I was about 17, 18 years old. And uh, so I was a, I was a babe. I was a babe in Christ. So all them stories that we get in children's church, I was in there at 17 going, yeah, what? And I remember this story so well, and I, I researched this story, but I love the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. <laughs> I can still see my veggie tails on the TV. Don't judge me. I was 17. I was learning. But I can still see those stories, how they got thrown in that fire. <laughs> And I love the king's response. Um, I, hey, so tell, um, so what had happened was I threw three people in, right? I threw three in. <laughs> Funny, um, 
Can some? Why is there four in there? I think that would just have been the, you know, it's just amazing. Not to mention, let me just throw this in there. These guys were teenagers. These weren't spiritual advisors and authority figures that were 50, 60, 70, 80 years old. No, these guys were teenagers who stood up because they were all in. They were all in. But I love that story. I love the fact that that story is, I threw three of them in. They were bound when I threw them in. But something crazy happened. I don't see no bounds. Their clothes are not burning. And, um, oh, yeah, there's a fourth person in there. <laughs> amazing. God is amazing. Why would, we not, why would we not want to sell ourselves out for him? Why would we not want to go all in for him? Another, another scripture, and I'm not going to get into it, but in Hebrews chapter 11, there are tons of saints there, of stories of how amazing they are and how they were sold out and they were all in for Christ. Let me ask you this, and this is one of those questions that, that gets to a, uh, an ooh factor. What if the church doubled in size? Hallelujah, amen, praise God. And all the new people had the same passion for moving forward in their spiritual maturity as we do. Would that be a good thing or a bad thing? Where you're at right now, where your heart is, if we had a double in size and every single one of them people come into our church with the same passion for growth as you did, where would we be? Would that be a good decision? Would that be a bad decision? This was personal for me. This whole message was like absolutely exactly what I wanted to hear and needed to hear. God knew I didn't want to preach this. I was sitting here yesterday all day going, oh, Lord, are you, I mean, really? Like, you want me? But this was, this was his message to me. I was going to bring in some mirrors and just surround myself with mirrors and be like, hey, thank you guys for being here, but I'm talking to this guy right here in, this, in, these, in these mirrors. God is amazing. <laughs> so my question is how do we go all in maybe we're new in our faith maybe we've backslidden in our faith maybe we haven't got that relationship that we want with God how do we go all in I've got five things five points that I will go through very very quickly at least an hour or two I'm just kidding you know me better than that number one decide you are <laughs> very simple how do we go all in? Decide that you're going all in. Make that decision. Decide that you're going all in. See, the thing about spiritual uh, maturity is you don't just glide through it. It's not just a breeze. Oh, well, I've accepted Jesus. Now I'm good. No. There's work to be done. There's work to do. So you have to decide that you all are all in. Um, a few years back, I, uh, I decided to, not a few years. I wish it was a few years. I'd look better. But... Um, about the end of, uh, about December, I decided I was going to join a gym. And uh, I was like, yeah, I, need, I, I just need to lose a few pounds. Um, I didn't want to go bulky. I didn't want to be like, hey, what's going on? What are you lifting? I'm not that age anymore. I'm at the point where it's like, I just need to stay healthy. Um, so I joined a gym, and uh, I was all in for this gym. I mean, I, I knew what had to be done, because I'd been in gyms before, Brittany, used to get so aggravated because she's like, hey, you're paying for this membership. When's the last time you went? It was that it was about five months ago. 
<laughs> so she'd always get, but I was like, if I'm going to make the decision to please my wife, happy wife, happy life, I have got to go to the gym and make an effort. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm at the gym. I'm working out. I'm pumping iron. I'm listening to all the guys around grunting because they want to be buff. I'm just like, hey, I just need to lose weight. All right. My big thing was I wanted to lose my guitar shelf. You know, when you start seeing your strings come towards you, there's a problem. I didn't want to see my strings anymore. I didn't want to see those. And so I, that was my goal, which, which leads me to that. My point is, is, you know, we have to set goals. Uh, trainers, if they come to you and they say, hey, okay, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? There's, there's, there's things that they tell you. Number one, what's your goals? Set a schedule. Get your schedule ready. Do you have any specific goals? Again, mine was my guitar shelf. I didn't want to see my strings anymore. I wanted just to look down and see actually the volume button. And you've seen them people. They're playing like a that steel, steel guitar on their belly. Um, but so you know, that was my goal. Um, and, th- th- you know, with that, there was always, um, there was always direction. With, with, with fitness, with, with getting in shape, there was always the three things you just knew that you had to happen. Number one, you had to exercise. Weight don't just come off. You had to exercise. You had to eat right. And this is my worst one, enough sleep. But those are the three things. Those three things were important in my physical health and for me to lose weight. And, you know, the same is right spiritually in our relationships. You know, there's, there's basic spiritual habits that, that are good for all of us, for all of us as Christians. Just like exercising, just like going to the work, going to the gym, you know. Um, when we go to the gym, uh, exercise and a healthy diet are the one-two punch when it comes to working out. Most of us as Christians know that the one-two punch for our spiritual maturity is what? Reading God's Word in the Bible and praying. Those are the one-two punches when it comes to our spiritual maturity. You know, our Bible is the way that God speaks to us. It's the way that God gives a word to us. And, of course, prayer is when we talk back. A lot of times it's, hey, shut up and listen to me, even during prayer for me. But... But those are the one-two punches there. You know, and I, I think how amazing it is that a lot of times, for me, it was such a struggle for me just to be silent. Shh. My prayer life, I, I would just have to be silent. You know, think about it this way. Think about it this way. Your spouse or your friend, significant other, best friend, whatever, you guys just stop talking. Completely just sever that, rela- sever that speaking. I ain't going to talk to you no- I'm not going to talk to you anymore. We're just going to live. How's that relationship go through that? Where, where, where does that get to you? If you just stop talking to your, your spouse, your significant other, and you just stop that talking, that relationship dies. And I think about those situations, and I think about that, and I think, you know what? I've been there. I know what that's like. See, I've got a, I've got a, a full brother who lives in Seattle, Washington. There's about six years difference um, then I have a half-brother that lives here in town, he lives here in Bedford. And uh, if you was to ask me which, one, which relationship is better, the one who is in Washington or the one who is here, it's the one who is here. See, growing up, I never had that communication with my brother. Only thing I, the only things I remember about my brother is him pinning me down. You know, you always did that, pin them down, put your knees on their arms, and then just kind of do this number right here or on your chest. Or the worst thing is he just let that... <laughs> Just right back up. Mm, stupid. But, you know, I mean, you think about those things, and, but that relationship is not as strong. That communication was severed. 
And I think about that. I think about when it comes to our relationship with Jesus. Oh, I'm not gonna, I don't have time to pray today. I'll catch you later. Oh, Lord, I've only got two minutes today. Oh, Lord, you know what? Hey, um, thank you and amen. You know, when we stop that line of communication with Jesus is when that relationship begins to falter. That all in becomes to go, gets to the some, some in or just a little bit in. You know, and, and I think we've got to be all in for him. We've got to be on fire for him. Each and everything of our lives, every area of our lives has to be about Jesus because the reason we're in the situation we're in is because we didn't allow him to jump in place in the first place. The third thing, the third thing we need to do is, is we need to get some workout buddies. Very simple, accountability. The third thing that can help us go all in is accountability. I can remember early on when I started going to church and, and uh, you know, I mean, you, you're, reading, you're, you're reading books and you're just trying to, to get as spiritual as you can, as quick as you can. And I remember a gentleman in the Wesleyan church when I, where I grew up and uh, uh, he was just an amazing man of God. And he, he, he pulled me aside and he said, you know what, Matt? He goes, um, I, I want to I I be your accountability. I want to I talk to you. How would you like to meet um, some, in some places? And we're just, all we're going to do is we're going to get in God's word. And we're just going to ask you how things were going. And I was like, that's kind of weird. You're really old and I don't know if I want to talk to you. That's, are you asking me out on a date? What's going on here? This is kind of confusing. But we, uh, we would meet and the places we'd meet were amazing. It wasn't like McDonald's. We went to Jack's Lounge family side anyway we'd sit there and he and he would just begin to speak over me he's begin to speak to me you know where are you at spiritually what'd you read in the bible today how's god doing in your life how's your prayer life what fascinates you about what you read this morning what what fascinates you about what god spoke to you and i'm just like there's more i've been reading books and I, there's more to this relationship than this but wow, what a spiritual father that I created in that moment. And I think, man, if we could get that accountability. See, I think, here's, here's the thing, church. I think we've gotten to a me relationship with him. I think we've got to the point to where we are uh, so busy in our own lives and what's going on that it's our relationship. It's me time. It's me, Christian me Christian. Well, you know what? Hey, I come to church and I serve Sunday morning and Wednesday. I'm going home and doing what I want. It's not that all-in mentality. It's not, I'm sold out for you, Jesus. I'm sold out for you. Everything that I do, everything that I am is because of you. I have a job because of you. I can breathe because of you. I have children because of you. I have been blessed because of you. But yet we can come in under church on Sunday mornings Just make eye contact. Right here. Yeah. Me. I'm worshiping. Giving that all. And let me tell you something. I'm not judging anybody. This is me. This is the word that God spoke to me. I'm sharing it with you. So maybe it will bless you like it's blessed me. Now, don't you guys be looking at me next Sunday thinking I'm looking at everybody back here worshiping or up here, okay? Because I'm not. <laughs> But I'm saying that we have got to get to a point where we're sold out for Jesus. We're sold out for him. We're ready to go all in. 
And I think in this moment, in this time, with Pastor TJ and his family coming, what better time to make that commitment and recommit and step back up and say, you know what, I'm all in because they're going to need our help. We want to reach under them. We want to come up underneath them and be their armor bearer. We want to support them in everything. I'm going to pour out myself. I'm going to pour everything I've got into my relationship with you. And if that's a servant's heart, then so be it. If that's a cleaning church heart, then so be it. If that's, a, if that's an unlocking the doors, so be it. If I, I don't care what it is, God, I'm doing it for you. So get some workout buddies. Get you an accountability partner. Number four, take a first step. Sometimes as, as Christians, we've been there so long, we have to take that first step. You know, I think about, I think about um, baptism just comes to mind. You know, I was baptized years ago, years ago. Years ago, I can't believe I say years. I'm not as old as you, right? <laughs> but I, I, I think, I think you know, I can remember being baptized. But when Pastor opened the, opened it up, I thought, you know what? This is for me. I was a teenager. Do you know what kind of stuff that's happened between the teenage years and now? I need baptism. <laughs> I need, that, I, need, I need that proclamation in my own life. So what? I'm, I'm happy that somebody sees it, but I need it in me. I need to feel that cleansing and that refreshing. You know, so, so when we opened up the baptism, I was nervous. I, I don't know why I was nervous. But I was like, I'm going to do this thing because it's just it's a personal thing for me. Sometimes we just have to take that first step again. Sometimes we just have to reach back in and go, let's take that first step. You know, what? whether it's receiving Christ. Getting baptized. How about studying the Bible on your own? Not just relying on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Sundays. I'm terrible at time management. My time management doesn't even exist. I feel like I'm constantly running wide open. Don't know which way's up, which way's down. Don't know what I'm doing. Can't figure it out. Can't get, I, I, I just feel like I'm crazy all the time, and it's because of my time management. If we would just break a day down and go, you know what, for this hour, I'm going to spend it with the Lord for this hour. You'll see that, whoa, wait a minute, I'm not busy. What happened here? I've actually got a little time for Jesus. I've actually got a little time to get into my prayer life and get into the Bible and get into his word and just listen to what he has to say. Set some, set some uh, minutes aside to pray daily. Seek him. Begin to speak to him. You know, I, I love praying while I'm driving. Keeps me from road rage. Transparency keeps me from going, you know what, in Jesus' name, he's following you. I got your license plate, too. I'm calling him. But it's a great time to pray. I love praying on the way to school. I love praying when the kids walk out of my classroom. <laughs> Most times, like, thank you, Lord. <laughs> thank you, Lord, for taking them. I've got 32, children, 32 students in my first period class. For two hours this year, there's going to be a lot of prayer time that's going to happen in that moment. High school boys, two hours, 32 of them. Let's not forget the masks. Three to six foot clearance. Don't, oh, you're breathing on me. You're breathing on me. Uh, a lot of pressure. <laughs> a lot of prayer time. And I think the really, the biggest step that we have, the biggest step that we could take is our last one. We get to move from the got to to the get to. Moving from the got to to the get to. See, sometimes I think we get so settled in our relationship with him, it's like, oh, I got to do this. 
oh, I got to go to the church. I got to go early. I got to do this. Uh, you know what? I got to get there early because we got to get a game ready for Wednesday night. Got to do this. I mean, just got to. No, we've got to go from that got to moment to that get to. We get the honor and the privilege to serve a God who sent his son to die on a cross, a horrible, horrible death so that we could have life everlasting. I can go to the church because I get to. I get to walk through those doors. I get to come into these seats. I get to lift my hands in worship. I get to praise God. We need to get to that get to point. See, God's ultimate goal is not that you would just obey him. Just to listen. Just fine. Just obey him but that you would love him, and obedience would overflow out of it. God is the only one that can do this transformational work within us here as we are so blown away by what God has done for us that, only, that our only response is to live for him. In Hebrews chapter 12, it says this. It says, Therefore, since we, have, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight didn't say some. It says, every weight in the sin that clings so closely. And let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, dis disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. And consider him who endured such hostility against himself from sinners, so that you may not grow weary or lose heart. Church, we have an opportunity. We have such an opportunity to begin to worship God, to begin to praise God, to get our lives in line with Him and direct our relationship with Him. It's time to step out of the some all in, but go all in, to really, to really sell out for Jesus, to sell out for Christ, to say, you know what, I don't care what I'm doing, where I'm at, it's about you. God, if I'm sitting in the McDonald's parking lot getting me a double cheeseburger and fries and a Coke, God, I'm doing it because you have blessed me to do it. You have been there. I'm not saying you have to drop down spiritually at that moment and go, oh, Lord Jesus, I love, a big, I love a Big Mac. But it's because of him that you are able to do that. It's because of him. You know, and I think a lot of times, even, even when we wake up of a morning and take that first breath, we take it so for granted. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for what you're doing in my life. Thank you, God, for the abilities that you've given me to be able to wake up in the morning and start me on my way. Continue my life down that direction. Just being able to seek you, God. I love what Jenna said this morning. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek. Look after him. He's waiting. He's waiting for everything that you have. He's wanting you to go all in. And he's not standing there with a judgmental face. He's saying, welcome home. Welcome home. I've been waiting for you. I'm so excited to see your face. Thank you. I know it's been a struggle. I know it's been hard. I know the world is in chaos right now, but know that I love you. Know that I'm there for you. Know that he's our all. He's our all in all. So my question to you this morning is, are you all in? Won't you stand this morning? I hope I didn't lose any of you in that. I 
tried to stay on task and stay away from those trails, but God has just been all over this message and spoke this so hard to me. So hard to hear it. So hard to write it down because it was pers- it's personal. Sister Sula spoke over Brittany and I. It's that all-in mentality. It's hard for us. You know, when we, you know, of course, Brittany's the emotional one, I promise. But to hear Sula say those words, it meant so much. so much to me and it just spoke right to my heart those questions, those things that separated our minds from our hearts, so this morning that's my challenge to you, are you all in? As the, as, the, as the worship team sings, I just want you to be, just reflect on yourself don't worry about who's beside you, don't worry about what you're eating in these next few minutes, I want you to worry about your heart think about where you're at spiritually, stop worrying about everything else Stop worrying about what's going to happen Monday morning. Worry about what's happening right now. You may not see Monday morning. Where's your heart at this morning?
we're so thankful that you're here. Such a blessed word, such an encouraging word. I love what Matt said about going from I've got to go to church to I get to go to church. I want to welcome you guys that are guests here this morning. We often, all of us that are here and used to being here at Cornerstone, we love Cornerstone. We feel so blessed to be part of this Cornerstone family, and we hope that you feel blessed to be here this morning. We want to welcome you and invite you to fill out the welcome card that's in front of you in the seat backs, and you can take that to our information center right out front. We have a gift for you this morning. That's our chance to connect with you and disciple you. Just fill out the information piece, and we will hand you a gift this morning just on your way out. Um, I have just a few announcements for you guys this, this morning. On Tuesday nights, we have men's meetings on Zoom. That's at 7 o'clock. On Wednesday, we do have youth. The youth's going to meet here in the sanctuary at 7 o'clock this week. Also, we have our kids' drive-in service out in the um, parking lot. Um, bring your family, your kids, bring some chairs. Pastor Aaron and Kiri will give a word, and kids have lots of fun with their family, so make sure you make it out to that. Our ladies will be taking a short break from women's Bible studies on Tuesdays, um, just for the... on. Wednesdays, sorry, I'm getting all the days mixed up. On Wednesdays, we're taking a short break from that, just the month of August, as um, we get a new book and a new study ready together, um, kicking that back off in September. So men and and ladies, ladies, we're taking a break. Kids, kids be here, youth be here, men, you're online, okay? Women, you take a break, because clearly you need it. Okay. That covers it. So we're going to take up our offering on your way out this morning. I'm going to give a quick prayer for over that, and then you guys can be dismissed. Remember, you can give online if you would like, or you can drop it in the baskets on the way out. They're black buckets, actually. Um, but if you would like to text or give it in the kiosk on the left side over here on your way out. Lord, we thank you so much for our ability to be here this morning. Like Matt said, we should give you praise and all things, just being able to get up this morning and breathe. We give you praise for that. We thank you for our opportunity to come into this house and just praise you so freely. We thank you for this word of encouragement. We thank you like we were just, just reminded that you are there waiting for us. So forgiving and ready for us to come back to you no matter what situation we're in. God, we thank you for all of those things. And Lord, I pray that you would bless this offering, that you would bless every giver. And God, every amount, I pray that you would bless it and just use it for your kingdom and for your glory. And God, I pray that you would put your hand of protection on every member of this church. In Jesus, in your sweet holy name we pray. Amen.